0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the and Shed podcast. Uh, it's Cody and I in here again today. Today's yep. October 10th. Yes. October Beautiful 10th. weather. Yes. Beautiful.
1: It is. It's well, Tuesday. Yep.
0: Um, guys are laying the hammer down on some beans.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah like beans and uh there were a couple of guys shelling some corn uh harners actually have all their beans off sweet so yeah so besides double crops they've got all their original stuff planted but besides double crops they got all their done, all their beans done yeah I've, so
0: I, I i there's some rain <clears throat> coming in maybe later this week but i've talked to a lot of guys who by the end of the week They're going to be sniffing on that finish line of
1: beans, too. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Harners are just basically just chewing away at all the corn ground that they got left. Austin didn't say how much he had left, but I know there's quite a bit of it that they've gotten off already. Yep. So. Yep. And then
0: then starts the next phase. I've seen a lot of guys spreading chicken litter, Mm -hmm. hauling manure. Uh, Up here on 219, just today, they're mowing off a bean field, and in comes the honey wagon. Yep laying yep. down some manure i'm sure lagoons are getting full and it's time to <clears throat> empty them, put them nutrients back mm-hmm. out and
1: yeah incorporate so, that manure too yeah it's mm-hmm.
0: this is a fun time of year i know in the last podcast we talked a lot about the demos but man this is just uh watching you know going step and uh you know step by step with these farmers through the growing season like hey i need some help on my planner mm-hmm. these closing wheels and oh yeah my emergence was great mm-hmm. oh yeah well on my side dresser i need some triple threats or oh man that corn looks great and then they're harvesting it and hey how'd that corn do
1: it's just it's awesome to go through year through year and just see the progress and everything like a a guy that you sell an applicator to and it does you know some good outstanding yields for him you know that makes you feel good as far as a salesman standpoint but not only just you know i just said side dress because it's corn because everybody's usually typically worried about what their corn brings but There's there's a premium to that, and there's a reason for that too. So, but uh, you know that it's one of those deals. Well, that's what they've got their most time and their most effort in, and they want to see it produce and produce well. And if you're able to give them a product that helps them succeed at that, well, oh yeah, it's a good way to pat yourself on the back. But. Oh yeah, yeah. There's. I've had a lot of service calls
0: lately, just getting these Valmar cedars up and running yep. and, yep. and guys are saying, man, these, this, the cedars just been humming right along for me, just yes. spitting out seed. It's dead accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's, everyone's turning and burning. And and so are we, it's uh, yeah, you know uh, we, we do slow down just a tick when combines are, are in high gear because really what everyone's focused on right now is keeping that combine rolling keeping it full of fuel and maybe Mm -hmm. death and then uh keeping them semis rolling
1: you know i mean day in and day out keeping the grain cart right up underneath them combines for sure yeah Mm -hmm. so (laughs) this time of year we typically
0: aren't aren't crazy busy i mean we're out running doing some service calls uh, had some guys out starting up a strip till bar this morning mm-hmm. i was out starting up a uh salford and valmar cedar yep helping getting that thing calibrated mm-hmm. which we can talk about that later but
1: and that's what i did uh friday you know yeah, we we got a strip till bar fired up so yep it's definitely going to be getting in gear for us here pretty quick mm-hmm. um, whether we're ready for it or not i think we are but uh, oh yeah. we're gonna be chasing that Halo VRT around a bunch. <clears throat> yeah, so we've got quite a few demos lined up for that. But yeah, we just got two more unloaded off the truck. Yeah, 20. I think I think the twenty footer is sold, and we got another twenty five footer. So yep. So we're currently sitting on a thirty five and two twenty five mm-hmm. for stock with mm-hmm. some weight. And we've coming. got And we've got another twenty five footer up in Michigan that we've got to go get. Yep. So yeah, there's a quite a few of them that we uh we'll we'll definitely move and get demoed and stuff like that so
0: hunter went out and started up his uh that he retailed Mm -hmm. uh he was out there
1: this morning that thing that's the one that had the cedar on it correct yep he was on the other side of lafayette is where he started so he uh he had a snapchat video of it that he sent to me and he they were uh they got the seed tender over it and filling up the cedar so he didn't, he's
0: getting ready to seed wheat with it, I think.
1: I believe so, yeah. <clears> That's <clears throat> what mm-hmm. he was telling me. Mm-hmm. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of that, I had a guy call me from New York today. Um, big dairy operation. He was wanting, uh, so you remember the the 60-foot boom seeders that we make, right? That's three-point and whatnot. Well, he's seen a video on that, and then he's seen the video that we did with the Salford, with the Valmar as well, okay. planting the wheat. So yep. he was planning on mainly doing alfalfa and uh you know doing cover crops he says that they do about five thousand acres of cover crops so really he was talking about doing like maybe a boom cedar and then coming back over it and <clears throat> tickling it in because it's all chopping corn so
0: yeah <coughs> speaking of snapchats i got one from will Minshaw uh today he he finished up wheat with mm-hmm. his valmar
1: yeah uh, mounted on his his great plains so yeah he tagged me in his uh he did a TikTok on it last night okay on the cedar Sweet. so yeah he he was like He's like, dude, I love this thing. He's mm-hmm. like it's so simple to operate and he's like, once you get the gist of it and get all the kinks worked out of it, it's pretty self efficient. So Oh yeah. Once you once you seed wheat with one of those, I don't think you'll ever go back. Yeah. I mean Well that's what that guy in New York was doing. He's like, You guys don't by chance have any interest in a thirty foot land all drill, do you? And I'm <laughs> like, uh. I'm like, I'll help you sell it, but <laughs> probably not probably not no but no that's kind of what the gist of it has been for us i think i mean like you said mainly mainly just cover crop calls and stuff like that a couple of 8708s we've been doing some work on trying to get those things fired up got some parts and stuff like that ordered and shipped out i sent a load cell and a seal to a guy on the indiana illinois line um we were dealing with uh will hutchinson down in uh, oh yeah tennessee tennessee he he had some issues with his we got him fired up so just kind of a lot of chasing of that really Um, oh yeah
0: i mean you know not no equipment's perfect no but but i think what can be perfect is is the service and support definitely and you know we're gonna we're gonna go through seals on motors we're gonna go through this or that a Mm -hmm. wire harness
1: here and there couple of seals on the motors it's just odds and ends things nothing too critical
0: and none of that sure you don't want that to happen but stuff like that's going to Mm -hmm. and and how quickly you can dial in
1: the issue Mm -hmm. and fix it that's what's important being able to troubleshoot it as quickly as possible to get the guy fired back up mm -hmm. is crucial Mm -hmm. i had a guy call me on a 2455 today Um, so it had the older hydraulic block with the lever and everything well he was getting feed to it but nothing was coming out of it and he's like could i just control the hydraulics with my tractor i go absolutely
0: bypass that Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i said yeah do that i was like i can get you another block but i said i'd just bypass it and Mm -hmm. meter your oil through your tractor and you've got the ability to yeah
0: yeah, he has the opportunity, though, when he bypasses that to run that fan backwards. Right. is the only thing he'll have mm-hmm. to watch. But, yeah, not a problem. A lot of times there's a, there's a check valve. It's a ball and a spring. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that spring will fail, and it won't let oil get through that valve. It's I got
1: gotcha. you. It's pretty
0: common. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they, they eventually went away from that valve and do it direct to motor now but mm-hmm. they just throw it inline check valve
1: in there yeah so mm-hmm.
0: yeah pretty good stuff that's that's
1: been a lot of what we've been doing yeah uh, uh today was kind of a big day for us too you know with everybody that, everybody, everybody uh harvesting and stuff like that uh your dad decided that we were going to make lunches for a bunch of the local farmers and go out and feed them lunch today so we did over 100 lunches today so yeah that was a big deal. Yeah. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I was kind
0: of in and out over the weekend, and uh, um, yeah, I got home, and Dad said,
1: well, yeah, we got well 120 lunches. On. Be honest. You weren't in and out. You were just out. Right. Well... Out. You were in Florida. Come you, on. You can check my call
0: log. <laughs> I, I was I was in the game, man. Trust me. No,
1: no, I know. You always tell me anytime I go on vacation, I swear that's where I sell the most of my stuff. I I am telling you. They well, like know that I'm gone. So Well, it, I have a lot of free
0: time. Mm-hmm. But, but it was just a nice short trip, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But yeah, I got home last night and dad was like, Yeah, we we've got we're gonna make over a hundred lunches, and I was like, What? And uh, I said, you're not letting Cody make them, are you? He said, no. (laughs) Okay, good. No, the girls did. Yeah, Cody's in charge of the water. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I I handed out some today. I went over to Matt Johnson's. Mm -hmm. That's where we were seeding the wheat. And then I stopped at Timmermans' as well and and dropped some off there. So that's a lot of fun. And guys really appreciate that. And that's a big deal because, you know, when you're going hard and 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 wanting to get a lot of stuff done you know there's some times you just forget about that and Mm -hmm. and it's just something that you don't have to worry about you know hey here's some lunch and keep keep on
1: rolling for sure i mean you know side dress time for us is such a such a busy time for us between running and troubleshooting and doing a bunch of service calls and stuff like that and there's a lot of times we <laughs> we barely have time to eat. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's a lot. So, and I know those guys appreciated a bunch because you know they're they're kind of in the same ball game right there right oh, yeah. now. So, oh,
0: yeah. but
1: no, I mean, I, I went to Stoses, um, I went to Harner's, I went to uh, Keith and Neil Beckman's, um, went to Miller's, went to there were uh, I went to Merlin's were quite a few people that i stopped at went to chester's sweet so granted a lot of those guys are just down the road and in the county but they were still very very appreciative of it so good it was kind of just a way for us to say thank you for your business and we know you guys are busy and so just trying to help them out a little bit yeah
0: yeah that was good that was a big deal and Mm -hmm. and i think they appreciate that something that that uh, I know dad enjoys doing and, yeah. and everyone enjoys doing it but mm-hmm. the, the girls played a big part in it so yep. so yeah that was that was fun it it changes it changes stuff up a little bit um so yeah i i was in florida over the weekend the wife and i escaped dropped the kids off kicked them out to the par- grandparents and where, said see you later where were you guys at yesterday yesterday yeah you guys Fort clinch yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so fort clinch is right there where we're at we're right on the florida georgia line on the the atlantic ocean side um literally at the florida georgia line and fort clinch is right there fort clinch is a a huge fort that was built oh shoot i don't know i'm gonna probably screw it up but they they started in stock construction of it several times Uh, in, like, the Mm mid-1800s, and uh, it never really saw battle. It was designed to protect uh, that region. There's a big port that goes in right there. Okay. Right at the Florida-Georgia line, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were wanting to protect that region from other countries invading is why it was built, because so, the port there is just so big. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's a great place. And, heck, when we were down there, we saw cargo ships rolling in. Really? Oh, yeah. It's a huge, pretty good-sized port for for a lot of things. It's like the shrimp capital of the United States, for mm-hmm. one. And then uh, there's a lot of shipments that come in and out of there, right out of that port. I see. I see. And uh, so Fort Clinch was built to protect that. It never never saw true battle but there were a lot of soldiers and it played a big part in the civil war too Uh, but they started and stopped construction of it throughout uh throughout periods of time Mm -hmm. but it's pretty sweet that place is huge and it's amazing the stuff they did back then with bricks
1: yeah i mean just just some of the uh some of the snapchats that you guys were that you guys had on your story it looked like it was pretty pretty <clears throat> elaborate as far as what they were able to do with just bricks and oh, yeah. stuff like that and mm-hmm. had a couple of jail cells in there and stuff like that it was, oh yeah it's pretty cool so oh, yeah
0: it was it was like what you would see in the movie during civil war battles it was pretty cool but one thing i wanted to talk about that i did when i was down there is i went fishing yeah and uh i got down there got to the hotel and we've been down there I think five different times uh, since we got married and uh, I always told her I said I need to go fishing but I don't know the area I don't know who to go with and we were in the hotel lobby and just started talking to this guy and uh, he's like I know where you can go fishing he's like I know a guy personally who has a boat he'll take you and I was like okay you know whatever he sends me his number he says call him up He'll, he'll take you and so I got a hold of him, I said, you know, I'm just in the area for a couple days and wanted to go fishing. He said, well, when you want to go? And I said, oh, we can go tomorrow. And uh, long story short, we went out there and uh, we were in the Atlantic ocean and he wanted to, he, he said that the main fish there to catch right now was a uh, bull redfish is what he called them. And uh, you know, I had never fished in the ocean and the first fish I caught was a shark. Yeah. Yeah, i seen uh, that on your snap. A bonnet head shark. Mm-hmm. I ended up catching three different species of sharks. Okay. The first one was the, <clears throat> the bonnet head. It was probably two, three feet long. Mm-hmm. And the next shark I caught, he called it a gummy shark. Okay. It almost looked like a catfish, mm-hmm. but this thing was m- massive. Yeah. Like, I bet he was, I got a video of him. Cause we never got him in the boat. Yeah, he was probably four or five feet long.
1: Is that the one that you just cut the mm-hmm. cut the line? Mm-hmm.
0: And well, he's got a little. He may have done that, or he's got a little hook grabber. He'll yeah. reach in there and grab. But we we didn't get him up on the boat. Mm-hmm. Thing was huge. Like you want to talk about fighting fish? I not <laughs> only was I sore yeah. for two days, but I I've got bruises on my stomach from the rod. Really? Yeah, I'd stick the rod like you know on my hip. Mm-hmm. And you see on tv where they like bend down and they pull the rod up and reel down i had to do that like i caught a a bull red uh we i don't know if we ended up weighing him but i bet he was 30 pounds really oh yeah and bull reds fight i mean they put up a fight i caught four bull reds um trying to think of what else i caught i caught oh i caught stingray yeah. giant stingray i mean i bet you this thing was two and a half feet around really we didn't get that thing in the boat either <laughs> we said see you later buddy <laughs> and uh yeah it was fun but the bull reds you you have to if you want to keep them i guess they're good eating redfish but they got to be between 17 and 36 inches okay and all the ones that we caught were too big
1: <clears throat> gotcha gotcha so, Is, just for meat purposes, or mm-hmm. really gotcha. Okay, yeah, I see. Now,
0: where we fished, uh, was like some rock piers. There's these rock piers that go out into the ocean, probably mm-hmm. a half a mile. Mm-hmm. I mean, how in the world they got these rocks carried out there? I have <laughs> no idea.
1: A couple of excavators and some bulldozers, and I mean. <laughs> we're fishing in 50 feet of water
0: holy and there's rocks sticking up above the ground wow above the water wow and what these rocks do is they protect the uh the port Mm -hmm. from sand right so what happens is is you know storms come in big waves and they bring in sand right and of course the sand makes it shallower and then the boats get stuck right and every year the the corps army of engineers comes in and they dredge it out and they pump out all this sand and they pump it up onto the beach around fort clinch okay because fort clinch is right on the water it's right on and so they want to keep the water from eroding so they pump all this water or all the sand up there i got you and so the big a big attraction of fort clinch is finding shark's teeth okay Because they dredge all the sand up out of the port. Right. Dump it up there. And I guess you find all the shark teeth that they dig up. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of people digging for... You didn't even have to dig for them. Sometimes they are laying on top. Yeah. But we didn't end up really finding, and we didn't really look that hard either. But um, there was people who showed us a half a dozen shark teeth they found that day. That's cool. So...
1: Speaking of fishing, you actually uh did some fishing the week before that with the boys. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we talked about that the last. I've time. been on
0: a little fishing spree. I took them up to Lake St. Clair up in Detroit and we you and I have been up there before mm-hmm. we went walleye fishing and uh, my favorite fish in the whole world right now is a uh, smallmouth bass and I wanted to go catch some more smallmouth and I, I wanted the boys to go out on on a boat and and fish and so, we ended up catching, I don't know, we caught probably 50 or more perch, I bet, and uh, only probably 20 or so were keepers. Uh, caught one smallmouth, caught some uh, uh, sheep head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a heck of a time. Yeah. So, um, I always think of fishing in the spring, you know, in, and yeah. in maybe early summer
1: but it and that's the thing when i think we're just so wrapped up in deer hunting that it's kind of on the back burner to where well we're we're trying to chase whitetails. we're not we're right. really worried about trying to chase and fish
0: we're going we're to get into that i don't mm-hmm. want to get in that quite yet but yeah it was it, it was fun
1: fishing fishing's
0: fun my boys love it i enjoy it and so that that was a fun fun trip down there just a quick friday through monday deal and yeah Back at her today. Mm-hmm. Next thing I want to talk about is what we did over at Matt Johnson's today. Seeding that wheat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was a blast. Yep. I tell you what, that got me so fired up. You remember how much fun we had last There's year yeah. in my wheat? Oh yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. Yep. I cannot wait. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. We had that sulfur dialed in. There was moisture in the ground, and that stuff was laying down beautiful. <clears throat> so we calibrated it got it dialed in right on the money mm-hmm. and got it filled up which they've got the operation for filling that thing yep they've got one of them belt brand yeah. augers Yep, they just set the box on top of it and mm-hmm. belts it up into the valmar yep that's handy
1: mm-hmm. um, a lot better than our contraption that we had
0: <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah I went out there, and he's gonna do two passes like I did. He's gonna do seventy pounds each pass mm-hmm. and uh man we we went out there and we adjusted the hairs a little bit for the residue, didn't even mess with the depth. It was good. I liked where it was at, but there was a lot of uh, a lot more moisture mm-hmm. than there was last year when we seeded mine but uh yeah,
1: it was like bone dry last year whenever mm-hmm. we seeded yours,
0: yeah, so mm-hmm you know matt was like well we'll go out here in this field and we'll get it set and and uh see if it's how it's doing so zach and i and matt head over there and matt's in the tractor he starts driving and he stops we make a few adjustments and he keeps going he never stopped yep he just kept rolling mm-hmm. i think he made 10 passes yep. and uh, i don't think he wanted to stop <laughs> and uh he's probably still rolling right now yeah yeah, and uh so that was a blast getting that thing dialed in
1: yeah it'll be fun well i know you talked about maybe getting with him to maybe rent that thing here
0: i might have to borrow that thing
1: yeah rent I don't that know. thing well see what i was thinking is that what we'll do is we'll do another video but we're going to have that 7250 deutz be pulling it right on that, that thing that will be <clears throat> awesome Mm-hmm. because does that thing have steering it does yep we just got to figure out how to work it
0: (laughs) that would be sweet because doing what we did last year with a light bar yeah how it turned out the way it did is a miracle well we had a few skips but
1: and it was also dark whenever we did the majority of it you can call them
0: skips or you can call them test plots
1: well yeah we we just forgot our flags Mm -hmm. is what happened so yeah
0: um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do have confirmation that in areas where you don't seed wheat, the yield's pretty close to zero. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. That, so that's we got, some good feedback. We got that test out yep. of the way. hmm But. Yep. So, yeah, that was fun. And uh, like we talked earlier, that's a great way to seed wheat. And I'm going to try to, I don't know, this stuff's taking a while to turn and, and turn down. but.
1: Well- I'm on I know one. I know you were up earlier than what I was. Yep. But I had some frost on my car this morning
0: yeah i don't think the beans have seen any frost damage i can't confirm that Mm -hmm. i guess but well
1: and the big the big thing to that is is that you talk to all these guys that are cutting beans right now and the steam the the steams the stems are still really really green it's because we haven't had a good frost to kill them off yet yeah and so that's where a lot of these guys are like man they're like these beans are just so dang hard to cut right now i was talking to a guy today and he's like yeah he goes they're testing dry but my stems are so green so i'm just putzing along (laughs) yeah
0: they're definitely drier than what they look
1: yeah for sure
0: that seems to be a common Mm -hmm. theme
1: i know elliot ran some yesterday and elliot said they were testing anywhere from like 12 to 14. yeah so
0: yeah so i don't know i'm gonna try and seed wheat there behind my double crop beans and behind my sunflowers we'll see it's probably crazy but yeah that's what makes it fun
1: yep yep we need to need to get the i would say we're gonna have a really good chance to do it behind the sunflowers i think i think we'll be able to get to the sunflowers sooner than what we will the beans in my know. opinion but, i don't
0: know they're taking a while to turn to yeah they i think they need sunlight and mm-hmm. obviously the days are getting shorter and mm-hmm. shorter and heat units are getting hard to come by
1: yep for sure
0: but that's probably why everyone's getting their beans off right now because it's not fun to cut them in november
1: yep for but, sure
0: <clears throat> yes that's what you sign up for when you plant double crop beans Mm-hmm. but
1: so, it is what it is yeah so it's the way we're going to do it hopefully so. <laughs> a year from now i'll be able to
0: talk about how late you can plant wheat and get by with it because i'm sure it's going to test it
1: yeah but yeah I'm that's gonna, right that's I'm right i want to
0: find out
1: mm-hmm so yep yeah screwing around and finding out yep so yep mm-hmm.
0: um so yeah while i was fishing on the atlantic um you
1: had a little deer hunt success i did i did so what the heck happened so basically um basically adam and i talk every day i'm sure you guys are aware of that and we're avid deer hunters at that uh, by listening to the podcast if you're new to the podcast you you now know that we are avid deer hunters and so him and i were texting back and forth i'm like man i don't know where to hunt tonight the wind's not the greatest blah blah, blah this and that And i'm like okay well i'm just gonna hunt this stand and he goes okay well see what happens and so we have a little food plot that we make and it faces where our stand is it faces the east and we had a northwest wind not the greatest wind but it it was going to work for what i was planning on doing and with the success i had the wind was perfect (laughs) but uh what what was interesting is is i don't know if some somebody was uh you know running some beans and spooked some deer or what but I actually had some deer come in from the west from behind me and basically cut right back behind our our tree that we set up. So they were, and it was weird because I basically had a big doe, uh, a yearling, and then I had a little eight-point buck that was kind of following them, kind of like bumping them like you would see in the rut. And and that's kind of what it reminded me of. And then a little button buck followed up right behind it. And so I'm like, man, I was like, geez, these things are like here like nothing. And I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> what time was this? This is probably. It was pretty early. Yeah. It, I mean, it was probably six o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And, you know, we had that cold front come in over the weekend. So I was like, I knew I was hunting, you know, so that was kind of what triggered it and, so I, I got my stand probably about 4.45. I, I didn't want to get in there too terribly early just because I knew getting in there early wasn't really going to do me much because they're not in their winter pattern yet to where they're moving real, real early. So I was like, well, I'll was like, i get in there at a decent time. I wasn't planning on getting in there too early. So I watched the Buckeyes game. I watched the Buckeyes beat Maryland there and told the wife. I said, well, I'm heading to the deer stand, and she goes, Okay, well, I'll see you back here at about eight o'clock. I said, yeah, probably. So she does. She doesn't think I had much success at it, but I she mean, didn't
0: have faith.
1: She, there is no faith there. Hopefully,
0: they, when you go deer hunting, it's like midnight, you know, because mm-hmm. you gotta go track it and
1: right. get hung up. Right, but, right, exactly. So. so, what time did you go? Well, I, I actually ended up getting home at about 9.30 30. Yeah. Uh, because I did have some success. So, out of those four deer, uh, they kind of went in behind me and cut out into the beans. Basically, the same field that we seeded the beans in or uh, seeded the weed in, uh, for those of you that have watched some of the videos. And uh, we were, I was just kind of sitting there waiting while your dad drives back there in his truck. <laughs> Follows our tractor path that goes through the food plot, and he didn't know you were hunting. Well, he he drove back there because he was going to lock the gate, and he's like, oh, "I better drive back here, and make sure nobody's back here." And he seen my truck, and he I watch him. He drives right by me, and I go, "Oh, okay, well, hey, how are you?" And he, he had no idea I was there, and uh, and he comes back, and he's just lollygagging out the window oh yeah okay yep yep and so he's he heads back out and probably about a half hour out of that after that uh, uh, another deer comes up the same trail that he just drove on um he he was just a yearling button buck is what he was and i i didn't think he was a button buck that's why i shot him i thought he was a doe and just a yearling doe and he came up that path and within five minutes i i shot him i hit him a little bit further back than what i like than what i would have liked to but he was kind of quartering away from me quite a bit and so how far he was so i ranged it whenever i first got in there and where i ranged was at about 22 yards he was probably at about 25 is where i shot him at but he came in pretty quick he was following it and i and he was going to get past me and i i stopped him before i had my bow drawn and so i I just stopped him i drew my bow back and he kind of did a donut he just like whipped it right around and i was like oh crap and so he was kind of quartering away and he was looking and i shot him and I was like, man, I don't think I put a great shot on him. I thought I hit him a little bit further back than what I did, but I hit him basically right behind his rib cage, and then it came out the other side on his rib cage. And so uh, I called you, and I was like, man, I don't think I hit him the greatest. I, I well, I was like, I don't think I hit her the greatest, and this and that. And all right, well, just give her time to sit. There's no need to jump her. You know, it's not like you don't have time. So I went back up to the. the Morton building and got my knife and got my gloves and stuff ready to go. Just getting prepared to go find her. We'll find him after the fact, but, uh, yeah, I, we ended up finding him. He was about how far did it go? um, So (laughs) I on it. So basically he ran back up the path where he came kind of, Oh really? Kind of zigzagged, zigzagged right there along where the ponds are, and or where the gravel pits are, and then kicked out into the beans. And so I found him probably about midway, about where the middle gravel pit is. He basically kicked out straight left of there, and I found him out there in the beans. He he probably ran about one hundred and thirty yards straight east of the fence row stand. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm sweet nice so yeah so cody's
0: on the board i am yeah
1: first first bow kill in how long six years wow yep Mm -hmm. that's a big deal so yeah that was uh well the the first four got me pretty fired up i was like man i was like okay i know this is going to be a good night just uh, with the action that i've seen already and i was like all right well i'm going to make sure that i'm on my toes for the next one well am sure as could be he just followed that path and he whipped around and i basically had my bow right up against the right up against the tree and shot him nice and uh yeah shot him with a with my new matthews bow that i bought last year and then uh i had some victory arrows and uh shot him with a rage Tripan. nice mm-hmm. sweet so yeah i had a big old big old gash in them nice so, well the next one's gonna have to have a rack on his head that's the plan yep yep for sure for we, sure we start creeping into late october mm-hmm. early november it'll yep. be go
0: time for some
1: yep for one some of good our size bucks one of the guys that we lease uh down in columbus he he managed to connect with a nice 150 over the weekend too yeah, so saturday i think yeah same night same night mm-hmm. yeah or no it was sunday. sunday night it was sunday night yeah
0: yeah, but that cold front that came through, man, that thing was so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a beat on that deer. Yeah. And uh, he had five bucks come out and, and shot that one. So, yeah, cold fronts do amazing things for deer in October. Yep. I'm starting to learn more and more on that. I, I usually wait until early November just because I don't have time to peg a deer in October. Mm-hmm. Um, you go out there in early November and it's just going to kind of be a buck parade you know Mm -hmm. you just kind of if you put in enough time you're going to get an opportunity yeah um so so yeah that's my plan i'm gonna wait till about november 2nd through the 10th and Mm -hmm. put in a few sits and and try and get one done that
1: yep well i told you i was planning on going this weekend so i don't know where i'm going to plan on going but DeerCast says that it's going to be pretty good and it's going to be cold so yeah i think i might <clears throat> Might try to, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily slip down to Columbus, but definitely do some hunting around here. Maybe get another doe or something. So yeah, it's not like I can't kill more of them. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: well, and we're gonna fire up the coyote stuff here soon too. Mm-hmm. The with these crops coming off, yeah, it's going to be. Well,
1: the the guy that we have the hunting lease with, he said that he's been seeing coyotes down there like crazy. Oh, yeah. I so. mean Coyotes got on his buck mm-hmm. in just a couple hours. Yeah. He ended
0: up actually calling a drone in to find that thing, that deer recovery. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. So, he shot that buck and put a fine shot on it. But just where we hunt, it's a little, I mean, it's hard to find the deer and it ended up raining. He mm-hmm. lost blood trail. And so, he called in a, a drone and they they found it thermal really yep. Hmm. yep he was dead and uh so yeah sometimes it can be hard to track them and but yeah uh coyotes got to that deer already really yeah and wow. uh i don't know i forget what time he found him it may like 10 do sh- o'clock
1: do you shoot him in the morning or in the afternoon afternoon really
0: oh yeah hmm. he said that he got a trail cam picture of two coyotes about a half hour after they found the buck Really? Yeah. Wow. And he heard coyotes howling to the west and to the north that night. Wow. So, yeah, we, hmm. need, we need to get down there. And yeah. Get a couple more on the ground.
1: Yeah. I like to eat our deer. Yeah. Darn things. That's yeah. why we're so avid on hunting. And yeah. The dang things. Yep. So, but yeah, no, that's, that was my deer hunting success story. So, cool. but, yeah. I think I'm going to plan on cutting it up tonight, so. Cool. Well. Or at least skinning it, so. Okay. Well,
0: I think that's all we've got for today. hmm We're going to try and record more and more of these podcasts. Um, I yeah. messaged Worley over the weekend. He's going to call in on one. Yeah. We're going to get his butt on here mm-hmm. via via telephone. We're going to have to do it someplace else. Via. We don't get service in here.
1: Via the dark web. The
0: dark web. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get him on and, uh have have another podcast yeah so that's all i've got for today hopefully you guys uh find this enjoyable when you're harvesting cutting beans working ground spreading manure or running a salford
1: Mm tour so sure or maybe driving a deutsch
0: tractor could be yeah so so that's all we've got for today let you guys keep doing what you're doing and uh thanks for listening
1: yeah thanks for tuning in guys we appreciate it yep see you bye